Welcome back to another episode of the Listen In Podcast with Sean and Jake. This is episode 14 now. 14. And it feels weird to be recording this on the same day. Full transparency. Uh, this is being recorded minutes after we finished our Kendrick Lamar episode. Um, but we wanted to provide you guys with two episodes this week. Uh, we're really excited to be doing this. You'll be getting this on a Friday yep. if you listen at all. It'll be a Friday pod. We're trying out a new thing where we do shorter podcasts um, rather than like the hour to hour and a 20 minute podcast you've been getting. We kind of wanted to split it up into half an hour or 40 minute podcast just to give you more content throughout the week. Um, makes it easier to listen to. So that's what we're doing um, with this one right here. So on this episode, on episode 14, what we wanted to talk about was um, women in the music industry. So yesterday was March 8th. It was International Women's Day. Um, Coincidentally, it was Mary Kate, my girlfriend's birthday. That's right. Happy birthday, Big friend of the pod. Huge friend of the pod. Big friend of Jake. Yeah, I would hope. I would hope so. Getting a shout out on the episode. And (laughs) Um, a great woman. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very good friends with Mary-Kate as well, so big shout to Mary-Kate. So what we wanted to talk about was there's been a lot of stories recently about the mistreatment of women in the music industry, uh, and we thought this was a really important topic to discuss and that it shouldn't be ignored. So a lot of what we talk about on this podcast are our favorite albums, our favorite songs, our favorite artists, Um, but I think it's important to talk about the music industry in general because... A lot of that has an influence on our favorite artists and our favorite albums and songs, and we would be remiss to ignore such a crucial part of what is happening in the music industry in this case. Um, So what we wanted to just highlight was that, look, like Jake and I, we're two white males. We don't have any idea what it's actually like to have this type of mistreatment happen to us. We've never personally experienced it. You know, obviously we read about a lot of these different stories. We think they're deplorable situations that they shouldn't be happening at all. Um, and, you know, we we obviously, we, we can't do this topic justice or speak to it in a firsthand way. Yeah. Uh, but we still wanted to discuss it nonetheless uh, because I think just awareness and talking about it is really important. Um, I agree. And I think that the important thing and what's going to be tough for us is I want to make sure that we don't come across as like we're mansplaining to people that these issues are out there or that we're patronizing women in any way and that we think we can explain the situation in a way that women could not as well. That was not a formed sentence at all. But what I'm trying to say is that, like, look, we know it's probably a more well-rounded way to do this to have a female guest on the show or a female someone to come on. The truth is, like, uh, we didn't really know who we would have on. And we, I think we can do this in a, in a way that'll work. So I, don't, I just don't want it to be patronizing, and I hope it's not. Yeah, and, like, we we discussed having, like, a female artist on. Um, you know, we discussed, like, who that could potentially be. And it's, maybe when we have more clout. Exactly. We're a new podcast. We, we don't really have a lot of contacts in that regard that we can do that with yet. So we figured, you know what, like, let's try and tackle this by itself because it's too important of a topic to just – let lie. Um, so basically, we're doing our best. Back off. <laughs> not really. No, not, no. Not, wait, was I know what you wanted me to no, say? No, no. That was not the right no, thing. No, I think it's important to just, you know, put that out there. Yeah, absolutely. And just say, no, like, look, we. I, I think it's important to talk about, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when we look at some of the different stories that have come out over the past few months, 
Uh, it's it's really troubling how many of them there have been. Uh, I think it might have been back in it was either December or January. Uh, Amber Kaufman, the guitarist from the Dirty Projectors, uh, an indie rock band, um, she came out against Heathcliff. Uh, I think it's Brew. Brew. Either way, I don't give a fuck about this guy's name. He's a piece of shit. Uh, basically, she was. She talked about being sexually harassed by this guy. He, uh, I think, is the head of life and life or death PR. And this was the one who uh, Bethany Constantino. Is it? What's? How do you pronounce her I think, last name? I think it's Constantino of, of Best Coast. She we, reached yeah. out and she seconded that this guy is he, is kind of a scumbag and that she had a similar experience and she did it on Twitter in a public forum. She did. So good I for think, her. And you know what? I think Amber Kaufman like allowed a lot of other people to be like, this also happened to me. Yeah. Um, kind of gave a lot of people a voice, I think, which is great. Um, yeah. So so that happened. And then obviously, I, I mean, all over social media, all over the internet, it's this controversy with Kesha and, and Dr. Luke, yeah. where basically Kesha, there, there are allegations of rape against Dr. Luke and Kesha, sexual assault. Um, a and lot just of, general uh, inappropriateness. G- yeah, exactly. Yeah, as, as a person in general. Yeah. Um, so a lot of a lot of that, you, I'm sure you've seen across social media. So that's been happening as well. And uh, Kelly Clarkson. So Kelly Clark. So another person came out and said, "Yeah, like I can't speak exactly to that Kesha situation because I don't know what's happening. All I can say is I know about my situation with him, and he's not a good guy." Yeah, she said essentially he's not a good guy. Which I mean, to me, it's like. The Bill Cosby thing, it's like, at what point do you want to, you know, start, you know, like, at what point do you stop totally believing anything that Dr. Luke says? And I think right. it should be, honestly, it should be after one. Yeah. But I th- but I think that, like, what Kelly Clarkson said really validates things. He's clearly, like, kind of a scummy dude. And, like, he came out and tried to defend himself. He said that he has this, like, feminist upbringing with his mom and stuff. And it, dude, to clearly me, not. I don't buy it. I mean, and, and what was it, Kelly Clarkson, uh, she said that... She was blackmailed by her label to stick around and work with him still. Um, yeah, basically they were like, if you don't work with him on your single, which which was Since You've Been Gone, which is a great, great track. Wasn't it My Life Would Suck Without You too? That one too? It might have been that one as well. I think I saw that in the article. I uh, but basically her label was like, yeah, if you don't do this, if you don't work with him, we're not going to release your album or promote it or anything like that. So she was kind of held hostage by the label, which is really, really shitty. And not to jump the gun, but that's the kind of stuff, it's those like kind of backhanded, but but equally terrible ways that a lot of this works. It's sort of, it's the behind the curtain stuff. It's like, okay, you could speak up about this or you could, you know, let it, We or we can release the album and we just sort of forget this happens. Right. So it's that kind it's of attitude. It's so much of that. Yeah. And we're going to get more into that yeah, later. Right. Uh, and that's a, that's a great point to bring up. Um, so a lot of people have have come out in support of Kesha, including Lady Gaga. She's been a huge um, advocate of, of driving awareness of this. Uh, a lot of other artists online as well have, you know, hashtag free Kesha. A lot of that has happened. Um, and then Taylor Swift actually came out in support as well. She gave Kesha two hundred fifty thousand um, dollars just to help with like finances in the time where she figures out this lawsuit and like what's happening with her recording contract. Like that's that's pretty amazing by by Taylor Swift. It is, yeah. I mean, and that's that money flowing in from actually people buying her albums. I'm sure. But the thing is with Kesha is like, yeah. I mean, I mean she didn't win this lawsuit. So that, this, no. it's, and like hiring lawyers and stuff, like it's not an unexpensive, no. or inexpensive rather, uh, venture. I'm sure she kind of took a bath on this. I'm sure she needed the, uh, 
needed the money, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. So good, good for Taylor for for supporting and in, in in with monetary support as well. Yeah. Um. So uh, there's there was new news on this today as of recording on March 9th. Sony actually come out came out and said that they're cutting ties with Dr. Luke, only for Dr. Luke and his attorneys to come back out later in the day and say, no, that's not actually true. I don't quite know what to make of this yet because I think that labels and I think they're kind of just as shady and, and shitty in their own way. So I don't really know what's happening with that yet. And I, I guess it remains to be seen. The other read is that it's like um, Dr. Luke and his, and his lawyer in the absence of like knowing what to do. They're just like firing back publicly and being like, oh, no, you're not. And in hopes that like. Sony maybe backs down or like they they bide time and find some sort of legal stipulation that they can't do it or something. But yeah, I don't know quite what to make of it either because there were two updates today alone that yeah, like he's yeah, getting cut like and, hours, now, and now he's yeah. not. Yeah. Can I also just quickly say that Dr. Luke just sounds like a fucking super creepy name? And it, like it does, yeah, it does. And a, and a cooler person whose name was Luke and was doing production who wasn't a creepy guy like this asshole would have a cooler name that like played on the Skywalker thing. It'd yeah. be like Luke Skywalker it'd, it'd or like, be Luke like Star Killer. Or people something. would be calling him like Master Skywalker. Master Luke. Like Master yeah. Luke is a cooler name yeah, it, than Dr. Luke. Doctor Doctor Luke sounds <laughs> creepy and weird. Yeah. Doctor um, Luke sounds like the guy he is. Yeah, absolutely. It's so fitting for this idiot. Uh so the next unfortunate story that came out were, were the um it was the story of Michael Gere, the lead singer of Swans, uh, and it was rape allegations coming from a collaborator slash kind of a mentor situation with another artist named Larkin Grimm, and she basically came out and said, like, yeah, like, he, he raped me. So he came out and he said that, no, that actually didn't happen, well, except for that one time where, like, we had a consensual thing However, it turns out that he, because he was in this mentor role, he kind of pressured her into doing this thing, which, dude, like, that's still rape. The thing that I thought was crazy about this story was his, in his comments, he said, basically, he said it was an awkward mistake. And, like, awkward is not a strong enough word. And, basically, she responded and she was like, "What I, I like what she said. She said, this is a perfect example of why we need to have education about consent in a gentlemanly way. Uh, in a gentlemanly move, he admits the act happened, but cannot conceive of himself as a rapist. And I think that right. is one of the biggest issues. Is like Agreed. this idea of at, at the end of the day, like Michael Gira might not be a terrible person, and it's all too easy to just paint people who do these things as terrible. Some of it comes down to lack of information, lack of education about what consent really means, and about what people's rights are in those situations. And look, that's not to defend his actions. Obviously, they're terrible, but there's a different standard. And like, what he, what he, basically, what she's saying is like, look, he, he's admitting it in a way that almost blames me, which is one of the problems. And that's how a lot and, of guys and, handle it. And you know, victim blaming is a whole other, yeah, you know, true. rabbit hole to jump down. But th- th- what I'm saying is like, no one. And I think what she's getting at in her comments is no one wants to look at themselves as a rapist. No one wants to of think course, of themselves as of that. And the fact and, is, and a he, lot of people are. Sh- they are, and I'm sure he truly doesn't think that he is. However, in the context of what this story is, like, yeah, it kind of is. You used your power and influence over this person to put them into a sexual situation that they weren't totally comfortable with. On top of that, she said before they got into a professional relationship together, she's like, nothing can happen between us. Like, that can't happen. I need you to agree to that right now. And he said yes. And he 
he obviously didn't follow through on that. And I think she said that she had to say it several times. She, like, yeah. She made a, yep. an emphatic point. Exactly. It, you know. And I, I, I think you make a good point about understanding what consent is and what yeah. rape actually it hasn't, is. Because to us, like, it sounds like pretty normal at this point. Like, we're younger. I feel like this is part of the culture. It hasn't always been part of the culture. No, it hasn't. And I think another thing to look at is, like, um, uh, like drinking. Like, technically, like, if someone's, like, too shit-faced to consent, like, that's that's rape. You can't... Yeah. Like, that's, all, that's another situation where I think a lot of people don't see it that way. Uh, and I think this kind of falls into that same scenario. I'm sure... Michael Gira does not look at himself that way, but like by definition, it is. And that's the biggest thing. And it's like it's like I said, it, I don't know anything about Michael Gira except the story. Either, yeah. So it's too easy to say this is a terrible person. He may well be. He may well be a good guy who did make a mistake. You know, people do really bad things, and 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 you can chalk them up to mistakes. That being said, it's clear, like she said, he doesn't understand the issue well enough. Right. And a lot of these people don't. They don't understand. Like the, they're not looking at it the right way. Right. Exactly. So I mean, that's I think one of the which again that might sound like it's making excuses. I'm not trying to. No. I think that it's honestly a part of it though. It's a cultural thing. It, it is that is, it ex, is it's expanding and, and knowledge about these issues is growing in our culture. It it's is. just the bottom line. Yeah, and it has to. So yes. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that the other kind of news story that we wanted to to bring up was just kind of the support in general for Kesha for these stories for. In particular, we wanted to to highlight uh, Bethany Constantino, who we referenced earlier. She's the lead singer of Best Coast. She has been a really vocal advocate of women's rights and of just kind of this stuff happening in the music industry. Um, and she actually had a really cool open letter on LennyLetter.com about like her experiences with it. So there's been a lot of good, I, I think, discussion and education, which is really, really important about these types of issues from a lot of the people that it's happening to. Um, so with that being said, I, I think there's a lot to dive into here in terms of like, why are these things happening so much? Like what, well, how, 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 how does this come about? Here's, I think, one of the main reasons why it seems like it's happening a lot. It's because people are starting to talk about it. People are, women are starting to come out and actually tell their stories and actually express like what's happening to them in these situations where they're not empowered or they're made to feel like to succeed, they need to do uncomfortable sexual things. And I think the, uh, the Bethany Constantino letter had the quote, she said, I, I had never shared my story publicly because I was afraid of the backlash that I might receive or that I would come across like some kind of wrathful bitch. So it's, it's a couple things. It's like, there's that it's, there's a fear for years for a lot of women to speak up. It's like the same thing with the Cosby thing. Once the ball starts rolling, once it starts becoming more a part of the culture, more acceptable to speak out against the things that have happened, I think the ball starts rolling. So I don't know if it's like it's happening more. I think we're hearing more about it because it's more acceptable. And I think it's great that it is. It's troubling that there's so many of these instances. Though. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's great that like we have the means, like social media and Twitter, where you can easily talk about these things and have a lot of people understand and be on your side with it and i think just public support and things like that have been a, a lot better yeah. with this type of thing i also think there's I, I obviously there's unfair double standards that happen with men and women in everyday life and i think in particular in the music industry that is even more widespread 
men are looked at as they're judged on the merit of their art and oh, their yeah. work. Women, while they they might be judged by the merit of their work, they're also judged on their looks. I totally agree. Which is completely unfair. Well, it's backwards, and it's unfortunate. And I think, again, she made really good points about that issue as well, where she was talking about being on stage, and, and this is, is Bethany from Best Coast again, and um, she said that like there were reviews written about her that said like she wasn't up there smiling. She looked right. bored and unenthused. It's like, well, you wouldn't say that about Kurt Never. Cobain. Never. You wouldn't say that about you. Uh, you know, any male rock star. Ever. You know that? Oh, oh, they're brooding. It's part of their aesthetic. It's part of their look. You're not going to say that about Rivers Cuomo from Re- from Weezer. There's a that, or someone from like Sunny Day Real Estate. That's a part. Of, it's an aesthetic. Maybe that's what she's going for. Right. And another thing, I follow her on Twitter. She's a great Twitter follow. I, I she's actually one of my favorite like music follows. Um, give her a follow. Give, yeah, big friend of the pod. I almost said friend of the pod and didn't quite feel comfortable. <laughs> I wish she was a friend of the pod. Since she a doesn't probably has never listened and b has never met us, talked to us, or anything, or, or care, or had anything to do with or us. Care. Hopefully, she finds out about this episode and becomes a friend of the. Pod. I hope so too. Uh, but she was talking about how, like, people f- at concerts would first make comments about, like, her outfit. Yeah. Um, I think there was one review in particular. I think it might have been the one she actually referenced in that letter where she was like, the guy wrote a review and he was like, yeah, she looked hot. But, like, this is like, dude, why is that your first take on yeah. this? What? It was basically like, she looks sexy up there. I wish she would have done more to, like, work that. Like, it was like, I, yeah. wish, I wish she, like, smiled more. I wish she did, really play, played the crowd more. It's like, first of all, how does this guy exist? <laughs> like, who is out there writing this review? If you're serious about music, what the hell do you care? That, yes, yeah. What do you care? Like, what? It's it's absurd. I'm sure, I, you know who I'm sure has had that written about her as well, probably, is uh, Victoria Legrand from Beach House. I bet that's oh. been written, too, is, like, you know, yeah. she's good looking, but she's up there brooding. Yeah. Because she does the whole thing with the hair in her face. Yeah. You'd never hear that about Johnny Greenwood from Green Day, who yeah. plays with his hair in his face. Yep, absolutely. You know, and you know what's interesting, um, and this is a conversation I was having with Ian actually, who who is legitimately a big friend of the pod. Yeah. Um, who I've actually talked. He's a, the OG friend of the. He pod. is, and I've talked a lot with him about this, and he was talking to me. He said, "It's interesting to think about how much the male quote unquote gaze plays into." the music industry in general. And it, there's this whole idea that is, you know, not right that the whole industry is built around what the male listener wants or needs or enjoys. Yep. And there's there's this perception that if you're a female artist, you need to look good. Why? Why why is that the case? And I and I think like even you or I, like, how many times have you found yourself wondering, you know, what a female artist looks like? Or, I, or like, looked up an image, like, oh, I wonder what she looks like. Like, well, that's... That's definitely happened. And to be fair, I do find it interesting for all bands. I'll, like, I'm interested in, like, what the band looks like. But, yeah, I, I would say that that definitely has happened. I'm not trying to forgive myself here. No, because I've done that, too. I'm like, oh, I wonder what she looks like. And it's like, why is that the first thing? Because I don't... I wouldn't necessarily do that for for a male artist, and I'd be no. And this is where I would really like to have a female opinion of like, is that something you think about for a male artist? Is that something that you would seek out and look at? I don't know, but I think it's this interesting idea that like that is one of the first things you think about, yeah, rather than absolutely. the merit of the art or the music. Agreed, and I think it it is interesting that when you look at like a, a male 
centric band or a male artist, um, the look, the appearance of of the artist and like the sex appeal aspect is really not there. I guess you could make some exceptions, like going back to eighties hair metal, like where it was all about like wearing no shirt and like right. being this ripped sort of right. This guy all goes back to the Patton Oswalt uh, awesome stand up bit about how like. 80s hair metal was essentially gay if you like it was a joke he's not saying it's like anything bad about gay people he's saying like it's like these just like sexy guys up there <laughs> writhing right and right. like it's funny that it was this huge <laughs> right. cultural thing yeah. <laughs> um but it, but other than that for the most part the way men are written about and the way people think about men in the music industry is like a lot of times it's this idea of like you're this genius who's misunderstood mm-hmm. you don't get that as much with women in the i can think of like maybe patty smith she gets sort of that vibe. Um, other than that, there's like not a lot. I think currently maybe like a Saint Vincent, yeah, Annie Saint Clark, Vincent something gets, like that gets that. Other than that, like it it seems to always be brought back to like a looks thing or or something like that. It's one of the first things people people talk about. Would you agree? It seems that I mean, I don't know if this is too. I didn't do any like necessarily research to to back this up, but it seems to me that albums by female artists. It seems like. They're almost viewed differently critically. In what way? It seems like in some ways they're not taken as seriously. I I think you could argue by certain critics. It depends who it is. I right? think other and ones, maybe that's what we were talking about with the guy at the concert who's writing a review about her looks. Yeah, whatever. and I think certain ones that probably is the case. I think other ones aren't. And this leads me to my next point, which is that a lot of this like unacceptable behavior or misogyny or these things that are happening, they happen in seemingly quote-unquote liberal or quote-unquote accepting music scenes. Yeah. Like, if you look at indie rock, this is made up of largely liberal, like, forward-thinking people. Yeah. But a lot of these stories are happening in indie rock. Yeah. So I think, like, that is something that is hard to... Kind of reconcile, reconcile. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the thing is, is like people are imperfect everywhere. I mean, like people who have, because the problem is, is that in a lot of cases, and again, this isn't excuse making, but this is something that's driven by like sexual urge. It's driven by something that's not logical. It's something you should be able to su- like make subside with logic and use, you know, and show reason and show restraint. That's the like reasonable thing to do. I think the reason it, it, this would show up, I think, in any sort of microcosm. And I think the entertainment industry is a great example. I mean, you hear a lot about um, women having to sort of, it's a disgusting phrase, but it's like the sleep your way to the top sort of mentality of like, you gotta, it's who you know and it's who you blow. That's sort of like that sort of gross but kind of tried and true saying that's really sad for women in like entertainment. And like, if you look at Bill Cosby or any of those situations, it's like, Look, if you want to make it in this industry, never tell anyone about this ever. I'm and and like men like in those positions of power, where they're like, I'll just crush you if you tell anyone. Which, you have no chance, right? Which it's is that feeling of powerlessness, right? Which is completely fucked. And, and there's that there's that Lana Del Rey song, which is yeah. I, I fucked my way to the top. Yep. Like that's I think she I, I think that is based in some reality or fact that like she's like this stuff happens i've yeah. seen it what she i think essentially said is yeah she's seen it she's she said like she slept with a lot of guys in the music industry and that she doesn't think it's necessarily tied to her record sales but just the fact that that's like part of the consciousness like i you hear a title like that from 
a, an attractive female singer like Lana. And sadly, I'm not really surprised. I'm like, that sounds kind of like something that would happen or like, and it's too bad that that's the case. And I think the interesting thing about both the entertainment in terms of movies, TV industry and music as a separate industry is both are really, really high barrier of entry industries. It's hard to become successful. And so I think there's that constant fear of if I speak out, I'll lose my chance forever. Cause when you get your break, you want to take it right. no matter who you are. If you're right. Nirvana, if you're Lana Del Rey, Whatever band or artist you are, male or female, you want to take your break when you get it because you might not get that chance again. I think the fear that, oh, this guy who's so powerful and who holds the key to my success, if I say anything about this slightly, this weird altercation or thing that happened, I'll lose my shot. I think that it plays into it. It does. And so what it's sounding like here and what I think we all know is that like the music industry and the entertainment industry in general, it just seems like a really shitty place. And it's, I think we might be getting to a place where in 2016, why do we still need the music industry and why are these things still allowed to happen? So you are thinking of the music industry like the capital M music industry, like the Correct. actual, like the, the establishment music Correct. industry. Correct. In terms of like the money making like, companies for that, example, are, that are shilling records, that are like, that is like we sign you, we promote you, yeah. we sell your yeah. records. We're the reason why you're successful. We've seen a lot of artists and bands recently, you know, Radiohead, among others, who have just done their own releases. Well, and with the rise of indie rock and and indie music in general, and the just using the internet to release music, it, it seems like the the music industry. Yeah. Capital letter music industry is a dying place. Yeah. For a lot of different reasons. Sure. Yeah. This think, being part of it where it's like, this is unacceptable. This can't be happening anymore. I would agree. And I don't know if there's like an easy answer to that question, unfortunately. No, it, there's not really. And the thing is, is like, hopefully. But the problem is, is that these types of things, like say the music industry goes away, hierarchical systems like kind of put themselves in place anyways it's so true. say it's say it's in the form of a club owner who's like hey i'll give That's you right. a set if you do this or that That's right say it's in the form of you know something like that i think these kind of things still happen if they awareness do. isn't there um and and that would be a step i think um that in general though it's i think it's more about a cultural sh culture shift if that makes sense it, it, it does and i think like you said education is huge about that yeah. and i think people being vocal about these things on Twitter or, you know, on podcasts or blogs or whatever they might be is really, really important for people to understand yeah. what's actually happening and that this behavior is not acceptable. And, and I, I guess you could play devil's advocate with what I just said and say that, like, basically what I'm kind of saying is, and it's not what I meant, but you could say, like, it's kind of that mentality of, oh, guys will never change. Guys will just always be guys. It's the and boys the, will be boys yeah. bullshit excuse. And that's, that, it's yep. not an excuse it's actually, I guess I'm being somewhat pessimistic in saying I think some of this stuff will still happen. It's not to make excuses for men like a boys will be boys argument. That's a bunch of, that's crap. Um, and I think that that is part of the mentality that needs to go in. I think it's a, help a lot of people think about it. Like, oh, if you were a little too forward with a woman at one point, like that's just, you know, that's within your sort of what you're expected to do as a, as a man. Well, it's, it's, like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's like, no, how about you take a step back and you think about like, we're all people. Like, yeah. You made this person uncomfortable. Like, that's not okay. Agreed. And I think, yeah, I, I think it's a lot of that. So I wanted to go back to, to the double standards talk, and I wanted yeah. to, to bring up, um, so straight out of Compton, 
the the movie about NWA came out. Um, I think probably six months ago. Last now. summerish. So there was a huge controversy about the fact that Dr. Dre, um, the he's he has abused women in the past. This has been like a well known thing. Completely cut out of the movie that wasn't there. So there was a huge public outcry for this. Like, why wasn't this in? Like, this is a part of the story. Why would you ignore it? Like, it seems like this there there's like this successful male artist big name in the industry seems like you kind of just let this slide because he's a well-known guy he's popular like what whatever it might be a lot of public backlash on this he finally apologized like 20 years later for the things that he did it just seems like those kinds of things happen a lot but we are starting to see some public outcry some public backlash that's making these people be like oh like okay i need to fess up a big part of it i think from a larger cultural standpoint is um it has to do with the ways that we as music listeners and music fans idolize and sort of to a fault and blindly look up to our idols these musicians a great example and one that actually makes me personally sad every time i think about it is the fact that with his first wife john lennon was was he used to hit his wife cynthia he was abusive and that's something that he came he had to like face later in his life and and take a hard look at but it what the problem is, is like so take john lennon even and you can take dr dre too because in both in the rap community as john lennon is in the rock community these are guys who are held up high they're viewed as like idols and icons the problem with that mentality is is you stop looking at them as human beings with frailties and faults and they are people aren't perfect and so the natural tendency, and it's not the right thing to do, is to want to brush the negative things under the rug. When in fact, these are people who make a lot of mistakes and do some pretty terrible stuff. And I think that's the example with Dre. And and it's too you know it's too bad that they didn't show that in a more honest way. I didn't see the movie, so I can't. I, really I haven't speak to either. It. All, I, all I've I've heard is that they completely glossed over it. They actually yeah. didn't even reference it or no. or allude to it in any way. I think what it comes down to is that you, we as a people, like as a collective, as we're looking up to these musical icons, we don't really want to acknowledge it. It's partially on us. Yep. It's actually, it, it's like mostly on us because it's like this idea of making this person like the perfect, the ideal. And, and I think it might be even more of a commentary on how we consume celebrity yep. in America uh, and how we look at these people in general, um, where, like you said, we want to look at them as perfect, infallible. That's not the case. We need to, you know, recognize that there's bad things happening. They're not perfect people. Um, so I think one of the things that we wanted to wrap up on is, like, there's actually, like, more of a positive note. There's actually a lot of great work being done by female artists right now, and we want to recognize that great art for for what it is yeah so jake who who are some of your favorite women in the music industry right now quick point i wanted to make leading into sure. to yep. this this bit is that i think it it's no coincidence that today in 2016 for the last 10 years or whatever we're seeing more and more amazing female artists craft some of the generation defining albums and songs that come out and doing it with their own voice and, and not like if you look back in the 60s and stuff, there or the 50s, it mostly it was p women recording things sort of on p on sort of record in like the music industry's terms. I feel like now we're seeing some more fleshed out, fully 
uh, rec- like um, realized female voices in music. Uh, and I think that it has to do with, again, it's like it's the culture shift and we're moving to a point where it's more of a uh, an environment where women can can work. So I think we are like while there are plenty of issues and a lot to, there's a lot to still be to be like resolved in this area. I think we're living in kind of a great era for for musicians that are women and like the stuff that they can put out. Um in terms of some of my favorites, who are some of yours? I, you jump in because I just talked for like a minute. Uh, so some of mine that I want to shout out are, uh, I mean, we mentioned Bethany from Best Coast. I think she has been a great voice for just women in, in the music industry and in, in rock in general. Um, you know, she's not afraid to speak her mind or, or say, you know, anything she wants, which I think is great. And I think she's awesome. I think her music's awesome as well. Uh, really, really respect her. St. Vincent is another one that I mentioned. Annie Clark, she is, her guitar playing is amazing. Her ability to write, like, poppy rock songs, fantastic. And is actually, like, I don't know that there's anyone better at making her type of music than her right now. Right. Um, two more that I wanted to shout out, and these are probably lesser known. Julian Baker. Um, you and I are actually seeing her in April um, she's a singer songwriter. She's, uh, she's even, she's a little bit younger than us. I think she's still in college. She's early twenties. Um, you know, I think she's doing some really, really cool things just in terms of, I'm just a person in my guitar singing like really raw, heartfelt songs, which I really, really like. Uh, and then Julia Holter, kind of an experimental yeah. pop artist doing really cool shit with just like what a pop song can be and what song sounds are yeah it's kind of this baroque jazz pop yeah really really cool stuff. awesome what about you i wanted to give a shout to uh francis quinlan from hop Hell, i wanted to mention her one about, of yeah. the coolest most sort of abrasive and best she's probably one of the best voices in rock today in terms of a, a solid just rock and roll voice just this awesome scratchy growl of a of a vocal delivery um, someone I've been listening to a lot lately is Esperanza Spaulding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She is a uh, a badass, basically. She's this bass player, and she sings these just like funk and jazz infused rock pop songs. Her new album came out. It's called uh, I think it's Emily's Devolution or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I've been listening to it lately. I really like it, and it's this just cool blend of all those genres I just mentioned. And she has a singular voice. Want to talk about like a singular type of, of sound? Um, I'm trying to think. You got uh, Victoria Legrand from Beach House, who's worth a shout out. Um, and then there's there's some of the obviously there's Lana Del Rey's of the world, the Beyonces of the world, Taylor some of Swift, the, the bigger you know, ones. Yeah, those people. Taylor Swift. I think one of the great things about her is that she's not shied away from these issues, I even given agree. her stature. I would agree. I really like Taylor Swift. It would Swift. be so easy for her to just kind of not comment. Um, yeah. and, but I, I really like that she has been oh. vocal about this. Stuff. How can we forget Courtney Barnett? I was actually, I was just going to bring her up. I, I was going to say in general, I think 2015, yeah. uh, was, was a great year, uh, in general, in terms of females in, in the music industry. Courtney Barnett had an amazing album. Beach House came out with two albums last That's year. Right. Grime. Oh, Grimes. Cla- Claire Boucher Grimes. is another one. She's another incredibly vocal person about not only her experiences in the music industry with kind of, um, you know, shitty situations, but also like how it affects other people as well. What I also don't want to forget is the um, storied lineage of female bass players in 90s alt-rock bands. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you look at Sonic Youth, if you look at uh, Pixies, if you look at Smashing Pumpkins, 
I think there's some more I'm forgetting. This is this is one of my favorite little like subtle nuances of '90s. Sleater Kinney. Sleater Kinney has an all female lineup. Right. Look at Heinz, H I N D S Heinz, an all female right. band. Uh, Look at Savages. That's right. How can we forget Savages? Like, they released one of the hardest rocking albums of the entire year. Yeah, they did. As I've described a couple times on the pod, it's Getty Lee singing post-punk. That's right. uh, Because her vocals sound like Getty Lee. Um, I don't know if that says more about Getty or or her. I Also, we've mentioned her many times on earlier episodes, Joanna Newsom. Just one of the most singular voices in music right now, doing the most unique stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm fearing we're going to forget some. We, we definitely do, are. We definitely There's are. There's no doubt. We definitely are, unfortunately. There's but what it, But I think this this shows is um, women are, I think, and it's what I was trying to say before, is that they're more in the forefront now, especially in the indie scene, um, as defining artists. I think you saw less of that in the 60s, 70s, 80s. It was it, There were always female musicians and there were always famous ones. They always seem to be pushed a little bit to the fringes, a little bit to the margins. I mean, you had the Joni Mitchells, you had the Janis Joplins. Um, I don't think it, it was as prevalent. I'm sure there were plenty of women in bands, and there were, but I don't think it was as common. I think you could probably objectively say, "I'm just watching myself because I don't want to. I don't want to like get anything wrong." But I think you could probably objectively say there were fewer women in bands four decades ago. Yeah, um, there's more opportunity. Uh, the internet has allowed for a lot of this, and like we were saying earlier, just education. As about like what is acceptable behavior, it has become more widespread. Very yeah, very true. Another one I, I wanted to shout out is uh, Lucy Lucy Dacus. Dacus. Yeah. Oh yeah. She had yeah. a really great album this year. Yeah. Friend of Julian Baker. That's right. Um, so anyway, I mean, we could go on. We, I could all day. seriously just there's, lit, yeah. There's too many. Yeah. There like, there and I think that's good. And I hope that there comes a time where, like, two dudes in the year 2055 don't have to make a podcast about women in the music industry. It's not even a point of discussion. I hope there comes a point where it's just, like, totally not even something to think about. It's just, it's just is. Right. You know, totally agree. Um, So, with that, with all that being said, I would really like to hear everybody else's thoughts on this, Um, hear your feedback. You can follow us at level four underscore media on Twitter. Um, we're running some random polls on there uh, that we referenced in our last episode. For example, what's better, cats or dogs? The easy answer is dogs. The easy, well, we're going to let the people decide. Well, hold on. There should be a third answer, which is equal, which is what my vote is. All right, fine. We'll put in equal, and dogs are still going to win in a landslide. So we're going to have some cool polls on there. We'd love to hear your feedback. Jake and I are always on there mixing it up on Twitter. So please follow us. And unfortunately, with not enough response. No. We try, and we try. We try. So our goal is to get 100 followers by the end of March. And I don't know if we're on pace. Because we, we haven't we, been trying that hard this week. Well, you tried pretty hard, at least decently hard, and we got like one. Here's the thing. I just want feedback on this episode. I do too. And honestly, I would like to hear some of the things we got wrong. Because we definitely did. I'm like, sure we there, did. Because... One of the things I'm most sensitive to about this issue is like I don't fucking get it. I can't. It's like it's not. We, and it's what I said at the start of the episode. We don't know what it's like. Yeah. We can't accurately speak to it. We we can't even begin to do this topic justice. We just want to put it out there. I'm just trying to get it, right. and we're trying to expand. You know, like expand our thoughts about it and try to understand the issue and bring some light to it. And that's the best we can do. Right. But if you are a woman. Or a female musician, I hope some female musicians listen to this, 
give us your thoughts. Like, what did we what did we get right? What did we, we miss? Get, what what are did some we get of your wrong? experiences as well? Yeah. I mean. I think, yeah, I think uh, just talking about it's really, really important. Um, so also, if you like this podcast or you like any of our past podcasts, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher, or you can follow us on SoundCloud. Um, if, so if you are on iTunes, if you could leave us a review, that'd be huge for us. As a new podcast, reviews and word of mouth are very, very important. So if you could help us out there, that'd the be most awesome. Important. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I until, think that's it. Until Unless next it's... time. I think I think that's it. I feel bad. I just I just talked over your little outro. <laughs> no, let's, right. no, let's take it again. Let's take it again. Until next time. I Thanks that... everybody. <laughs> Bye. I just talked over you again. All right, that's How was that? That was great. Waving in the background? Is that going to a friend of the pod? It's going to a big friend of the pod. I think she's listened to one episode, so. Huge friend of the pod. Wow. <laughs> Drinking water. It's good for you. Gotta do tongue twisters, John. Unique New York. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we did that after our like first or second episode. Unique. Unique New York. Unique New York. Toy boat. Toy boat. Toy boat. Toy boat. Toy boat. Enunciate your T's, Sean, like Sister Mary Whalen told us. <laughs> you sound like uh, Adam Driver. Enunciate your T's. Did you have Sister Mary Whalen at St. Catharines? Uh, I did not. Big shout. Big friend of the pod. Dude, I think she's dead. <laughs> the fact I'm not. I'm not joking. Well, if she still lives... And she's listening to this podcast, and she's Dude. not only listening, but she listened to the end. She's listening to our bullshit uh, post like, show, post show ramblings. She taught me to enunciate advice. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, advice. I didn't keep. I didn't hold to that. No. She also would quiz us about uh, multiplication tables uh, at random. That sounds terrifying and like borderline torture she always asked seven times eight every time you came back to her class like as you when you were older this has been talking for a while 56 uh sorry i was sending a snap um all right you ready you ready to go episode 14 i'm still t calculating seven times eight you were 56 right. dude yeah you know why i know that because when i was a little kid a huge football fan all of the touchdowns would basically be sevens every time sure so i like when i would play out in the yard by myself and i'd have like shootouts with yourself with myself um, I'd be like 49, fucking 42. And like, I just know I'd be like, oh, we've scored six touchdowns. The other team has scored seven touchdowns. It's a good way to gotta have a big gauge. comeback. Go for two. Win at 50, 49. I'd always have like pick sixes happening and stuff. Dude, I, I had the best imaginary games. I'm, I'm, I'm about ready to, to, to jump on into the pod. That went on for a while. That's no, pretty funny. I though. apologize to the listeners. No, imaginary games as a kid, they're fun. They're fun. Um, yeah, all right. <laughs> you, re you ready to go? Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> Three, two, one.